0: Warning, you have just made a life-changing decision, so sit back and turn up the volume and enjoy. What's up, nation? Welcome record breakers and playmakers, it's your boy Triple D, 3D, however you want to say it, your favorite two-sport player. Hold on, let me say something real quick. What's up, nation? How y'all doing? now you know how i like to do it i gotta do the house cleaning first and then we gonna jump straight into backtracking you dig so without further ado let me go ahead and get it i'm gonna start it off like this don't forget the game changing play that is on, is on the way it is on the way it is on the way i'm gonna keep telling y'all that till it's here you dig? because it's such a game-changing move that what's up nation will not only be local now it's gonna go global you dig so Let's all be ready for this turn up, you dig? And then the next thing I want to say is go ahead and tell your aunties, your grandmas, your cousins, anybody that loves football or basketball because we finna take off, you dig? Like I just said, What's Up Nation is not trying to stay local. We're trying to turn up and go global, you dig? So without further ado, we're making big moves. So now I need you to, like I said, Shout me out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Let let everybody know on your social media. You know what I'm saying? Your boy funny, you dig? <laughs> but without further ado, we're going to jump straight into backtracking. If you don't know what backtracking is, backtracking is basically a recap of the games that will happen in the NFL and the NBA. So without further ado, I'm about to dive in like Trey Sons. Now, you know how I like to do is You start off with the NFL, and we're going to start off with the Vikings versus the Rams. In a close game. Kirk Cousins and the Vikings could not come out on on top. So we now have the Rams and the Chiefs being the only two undefeated team in the NFL. It's kind of the Chiefs or Shocker, but the Rams definitely not. And the Rams beat the Vikings 31-38. Next we have the Lions versus the Cowgirls. Now, unfortunately, I've been getting a lot of hate from Cowboys fans, so I'ma change the lingo up, and i am not call the cowgirls cowgirls anymore. I'ma call cow- them Cowboys. Call them Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? They beat the Lions 24-26, but I want to let this be known. They're trash. They're under us in the division. They will forever be under us in the division just want to let that be known. Next, <laughs> we have the Bucks versus the Bears. Now, there's no surprise. The Bears have Khalil Mack, and it's really showing on the scoreboard. So, you know what I'm saying? Even though the Bucks magic, Magic is done, and James Famous has gotten the starter position and even played in the second half of the game, he couldn't, you know, make that comeback. But, like I want to say again, we see Khalil Mack is on the bears cuz it's just like there's no stopping him. He's had, he's he's just been playing amazing. And the bears came out on top. They did the bucks wrong. They did not let them score more than 10 points and the bears came out on top scoring 5 TDs in the first half. They scored 48 to end the game and beat the bucks. Next, we have the Bengals versus the Falcons. And a shocker in my eyes, because I had the Falcons, you know, winning it all. The Bengals come out on top 37-36. Next, we have the Dolphins versus the Patriots. Now, if you didn't catch the lingo, I said there's only two undefeated teams. And officially now... Tom Brady and Josh Gordon had that connection, and it showed this Sunday because the Patriots whooped up on the Dolphins, 30-7, and let it be known, the Dolphins are not now not undefeated. Next we have the Texans versus the Colts. In a good game, it goes into overtime, but... Sorry for the Colts. I finally get some official great points on fantasy drafts because due to the fact I picked up Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins as my first and second picks. Now, it probably wasn't the best picks to make, but, hey, it was my first fantasies, and I'm learning completely. You dig? Next, we have the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. How my fault. The Texans beat the Colts in the overtime game, 37-34. Next, we have the Seahawks versus the Cardinals. Even though the Seahawks lose their best player to the same broken leg injury that he had once before, and even though the boy Earl Thomas should have gave him two middle fingers instead of just one, the Seahawks come out on top. 20-17, to 17, they whoop up on the Cardinals. So let the Cardinals be undefeated in the losing area. Ha, <laughs> you thought I said they was going to be undefeated. No, I'm not that dumb. Next, we have the freaking 49ers versus the freaking Chargers. Now, this game was not a shocker. Um, I had the Chargers pulling through, and that's exactly what they did. They beat the 49ers 29-27. That was a close one. That was a close one, but they came out on top. Next, we have the Saints versus the freaking Giants. And this team is so trash, I mind you. They're in no the bottom of the division. And they just deserve all the hatred because they have Odell Beckham and a Saquon Barkley. Like, come on now. You have... Basically, Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on your team, but you're not using them correctly. I'm so lost. But, you know, it's whatever. They lose. The Giants lose 18-33. Reiterating the fact that I said that the Giants are very, very trash. Next, we have the Browns versus the Raiders in a very, very great game. I mean to tell you, it was a good game. It was an overtime game. Baker, he stuck it out, but he couldn't get the dub because of the turnovers. But we also going to give it to the defense for, you know what I'm saying, letting another team score 45 over their heads. Like, it's just, like, slight work. But, you know what I'm saying, like I said yesterday's podcast, I feel like that another beast in Baker is about to come out this next game. So the Browns can try to win, you know, go for winning two games in a row instead of just winning one game, then losing the game, and then winning the game. You did, But without further ado, we're going to keep it pushing to the Ravens versus the Steelers. And and the shocker in my eyes, to be honest, I had the Steelers coming out on top, but guess what? The Steelers cannot do it, only scoring 14 points against the freaking Ravens. So shout-out to the Ravens just turning up this year. Next, we have the best game in my eyes. This this game was so life-changing. I, I was screaming up and down when I seen the score. The Eagles lose to the Titans 26-23. And like I said, I was jumping up and down and so excited because I'm glad they lost because now that makes the Redskins number one in the division, no doubt. You dig? Next, we have, to end it all, the Chiefs versus the Broncos. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, I need you to go listen to that podcast because, look, you're going to find out how the Chiefs became my second favorite team and also how I got caught cheating on the Redskins. And guess what? The Chiefs do it. They beat the Broncos 27-23. And I'll... What's up NBA, your boy 3D, Triple D, however you want to say it, is back, you know, we got to do the preseason recap, aka backtracking, so without further ado, we're going to start it off like that. Now, we got the Grizzlies only scoring 113 to the Rockets, 131, CP3 is out there turning, up dropping, 22 points, 9 assists, and 5 steals, and y'all may i say cp3 and Melo got a little connection like oh it's gonna be good to watch this year you know what i'm saying they doing better than i i mean i know it's just the preseason but i'm kind of shocked by seeing the rockets kind of you know what i'm saying work next we got the heat versus the hornets and for some odd reason the heat only scored 113 to the Hornets, 122. Kimba drops 18.6 rebounds and five assists. And, y'all, when I say Kimba and the Hornets have been turning up, I don't know if it's Miles Bridges or something, but they have been turning up. Like, we went up against them two times. They beat us one. We won one. It's just like, you know what I'm saying? I know it's just preseason, but are the I mean, are the Hornets going to be cold? Like, you know, that's just a question to ask. Next we have the Cavs versus the Celtics. Now go ahead and shut up, okay? I don't want to hear no freaking back talk, no lip or nothing about this score. It was 102 to 95. The freaking Cavs come out on top with K-Love dropping 12 points and four rebounds. We was not playing defense, y'all. Okay, we was not playing dif- defense. Playing playing simple. We need to work on that, and that's what's gonna happen. So shut up. It's preseason. Next, <laughs> we got the Raptors versus the Jazz, and to no surprise, the Raptors not being what everybody wants them to be. They only scoring 90 versus the Jazz is 103. Joe Ingles is turning up, scoring 20 points in nine assists. Next, we have L.A. Bron and the freaking Nuggets going up against each other. And guess what, y'all? The Nuggets come out on top, 113 and 111. L.A. Bron could not get it done, but Mason Palmley could. He's dropped 23 points on L.A. Bron in his Lakers. So that's just crazy to think about. And, y'all, that's what we would like to call backtrack. Next, we just gonna dive straight into it like we usually do. We call this segment, You Think So, where I just give y'all a bold prediction of what could happen in the NFL and NBA in weeks to come. So without further ado, let's get to it. So on Thursday at 8:20 we have the Colts going up against the Patriots and unfortunately I got the Colts taking a huge L something like the Dolphins actually the same score I got the Patriots coming out on top 7-38. Next we have the Titans playing on Sunday at 1 versus the Bills and unfortunately the Titans beat the Eagles so I have faith in the Titans that they can beat the Bills. I got the Titans beating the Bills, I say 48 to 3. <laughs> Next, we have the Giants versus the Panthers. Oh my gosh, I would be dumb not to say the Panthers come out on top, demolishing the freaking Giants like the Saints did 33 to 18. <laughs> And no, I'm not just taking the score. It's just what I think could happen. Next, we have the Dolphins versus the Bengals. And may I say this? I got the Bengals coming out on top 24-7. to I know it's some low-scoring games, but that's just how I see it. Next, we have the Ravens versus the Browns. And y'all, I'm going to say the Browns beat the Ravens. But it's gonna be a close one. Listen to the score. Twenty-one twenty-four. Browns come out on top. Win by a field goal. College you here. Baker Mayfield is happy. Next we have Green Bay versus the Lions. And I got some kind of bubbly feeling in my gut that the Lions will come out on top. And I'd say seven and thirteen. Like I said, the Lions beat the Green Bay. Packers, but you know what I'm saying? This is a prediction. There's no telling what could happen. Next, we have the Jags Jags going up against the Chiefs. Y'all, I want to go ahead and say this and let this be known. I say that, Mm, unfortunately, I don't know. I'm going to have to say This game ends in a tie. They are probably like, what the heck? I got this game ended in a tie, 24-24. Unfortunately, the reason why I say that is because um, we've seen how the Jags play without an offense. And there's no Leonard Fournette this next upcoming week. So, he doesn't have much weapons, and him being Blake Bortles, I'm going to have to give it to the tie, because the same thing, but not on offense, on defense. On defense, they're missing some key players like Eric Berry, but the defense is also trash. Lando Skandrick is on that team. <laughs> Just wanted to let that be pointed out. But their defense, the Kansas City Chiefs' defense is trash. That's why I got it coming out in the tie, 24 24. Because, don't get me wrong, Pat Mahomes is going to score and he's going to do what he's been doing. It's going to be a lot harder with Jalen Ramsey, probably making sure he watches Tyreek Hill and. I don't think Blake Bortles has that in him to, you know, actually take the Jags over the hump. So I say it's going to be a tie game. Mark my words, you heard it here. 24-24, Jags and Chiefs next next week. And then we have the Denver Broncos going up against the Jets, and I would be dumb to say Von Miller does not come out on top with this one. I give the Broncos a dub, and I'm going to say 32 to freaking 14. Like I said, the Broncos come out on top. Next, we have the Falcons versus the Steelers. Both teams coming off of L in week four. So I'm going to say... For some odd reason, I see Calvin Ridley turning up this upcoming week, so I'm going to say Falcons beat the Steelers in a high-powered game, 42 to 37. That's what I got it going on. The Falcons beat the Steelers. Next on at four o'clock on sunday we have the raiders versus the chargers unfortunately i have the raiders not being a big difference because the chargers on offense have amazing weapons and on defense they have darren james so with that being said i have the raiders only scoring three to the chargers 24 next at 425 we have the vikings versus the eagles and unfortunately i keep the Freaking Eagles losing streak going, and Kirk comes, in, Kirk Cousins come in and do something he never has done, and that's beat Philly in a regular season game. Cause the Lord knows he never helped us out and beat Philly, so hopefully he can beat them. And actually, I have them, the Vikings beating the Eagles. In the close game, 21-23, like I said, Vikings come out on top because the Eagles are showing me their trash. <laughs> Next, we have the Cardinals versus the 49ers. And, y'all, this game's so trash. To be honest, I don't care about who wins. I'm going to say this game definitely gets a tie. You know what I'm saying? They're really both trash, and they're in the running for first and second picks. So, you know, to each his own, I got the Cardinals and the 49ers tying. <laughs> Next, we have the Rams versus the Seahawks. And unfortunately, the Seahawks losing their best player, and that being Earl Thomas. They stand no chance, y'all. They stand no chance against the Rams. So I am going to say the Rams come out on top. And I only have the Seahawks scoring three points to the Rams' 32. Next, we have the Cowboys versus the Texans. And unfortunately, this game is played at 820 on Sunday. With that being said, I have the Texans whooping up on the Cowboys. You wanna know why I say that? Because Deshaun Watson are coming off this great dub. He won't be trying to run the ball outside the pocket and getting taking so many sacks this next game. He's going to stay in the pocket. And make plays to DeAndre Hopkins faithfully. So my fantasy points can go up and skyrocket out of the building. And I got the freaking Texas beating the Cowgirls in another close game, 21-24. Next, we have the best game of the week. The Redskins versus the freaking Saints on Sunday night at 8. I mean, not Sunday. Monday night at 8. 20 or 815 my fault and I wanna go ahead and say it. it's a close one They're taking the overtime but guess what the Redskins come out on top 24 27 Yeah I said overtime game because we gonna keep it low and we're not gonna let them score That's just how it's going to go. So, I got the Saints losing to the Redskins to a very low overtime game, 24-27. And, y'all, without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the NBA side of you, think so. And we're going to come out with some some topics like this right here. Is it possible that next year around this time we could be seeing... Kevin Durant leave the Warriors and playing in an orange and blue jersey, a.k.a. the Knicks jersey? Is that possible? Now, there's some people saying that, you know what I'm saying, like LeBron did with the Lakers, he could go to a well-known organization, which he could be. I mean, he being KD could go to a well-known organization like the Knicks and and make them one of those teams that, you know what I'm saying, could be over the hump and be a super team, to be honest. Now, me personally, I, I would be down for that. Uh, I would be down to see him leave Golden State. Because, I mean, he's, he's made it pretty clear that he won't be winning no rewards due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, everybody knows his team is overrated. So, I wouldn't mind seeing KD with the Knicks, but... This Kyrie going to the Knicks, if KD goes to the Knicks, it's not happening because he's going to be recovering off his first ring with the Boston Celtics. But next, we're going to keep it pushing to this next person. Is Derek MVP season Rose back? Because for the past couple of years, he's been looking injured. You know what I'm saying? Can't do what he used to do. But, I mean, from these little clips of what I've seen – what he'd been doing in the preseason, he, he 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 might be he might be back. I never really been a big fan of Derrick Rose due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, after his injury, he had a chance to prove it and he proved that he was injured. Point blank simple. So maybe this is Derrick Rose's repeat of his MVP season. And if that is the deal. I'll be down to jump on the bandwagon because I watched his MVP highlights of the year when he went MVP and I, I see the hype, but knowing Derrick Rose, I just I see the injured hype. You know what I'm saying? That he'll be hyped up, but uh, like some games he'll be hyped up, then some games he'll show the injured side of him. So let's just see i i probably said this last you know last year this time but let's just see if derrick rose is going to be on that comeback and it is his 11th season so he he's a seasoned vet you dig next we're gonna jump into this right here the best players in the position now if y'all don't know um bleacher report released you know basically some some info of what the GM survey would, you know, was, you know, if you don't know what that is, the GM surveys basically where a lot of GMs of the NBA teams, they get together and they pick players that they, you know, see that could either be MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, you know what I'm saying, the most hardest, I mean, most hard workers, the toughest and all that type deal. And, You know what I'm saying? So, these next few topics I'm going to be talking about have, you know, arise from this list. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. It was a section in the survey where they came up with the best player at every position. Now, they have the best point guard being Stephen Curry, which, I mean, you can't really argue with that. He, He is the best point guard as of right now. The best shooting guard they have, James Harden, the MVP winner. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, he should be the best shooting guard in his position right now. You know what I'm saying? Next we have, in small forward. it's not Katie. It is not KD. Remember that, y'all. It's not KD. It's LeBron James, which should be respected and well-known. Now, this next one, these next two positions have been declared to one person. And this one person is the reason why I'm a Pelicans fan, point blank simple. And his name is Anthony Davis. He is so good that basically they declared him the best power forward in the league and the best center in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. How can you have... A player that can play that can play both positions and still be declared the best at both positions. That's just amazing. That's why Anthony Davis would be my favorite basketball player in the league right now. That's why I am a Pelicans part-time fan. You dig? I'm a full-time Celtics fan. I'm a full-time JT Young green mamba believer if you don't know if you don't know what i'm saying i'm saying that basically jason tatum will be the next kobe bryant but in a whole different way in such a nastier way but that's all i'm gonna say right there next we're gonna jump into who the jams picked that could potentially win the MVP race this year we will going to start it off with LeBron James with 30%. We're going to push it down to Kevin Durant to 20%. We're going to push it to the GOAT himself, Anthony Davis, at 17%, and they Harden at 10%. Now, when you look at that, you, you weigh out the percentages. Yeah, I could definitely see LeBron winning MVP this year because he's with a new team, and... I'm saying he, he the challenge is there. Let's see if he can get it past the challenge is basically what everybody's saying. But I feel a, some type of way about Anthony Davis being under Durant. I personally feel, and remember the season hasn't started, so I'm going to go ahead and take this bold prediction and say this right here. I think... This year, Mike... No, it's not no Mike. This year, Anthony Davis will win the MVP race. And I'm not saying that because I've been hyping up the Pelicans. I'm saying that because he's been through a lot. First of all, the Pelicans were trash without him. Second of all, he got him some help last season. Then the season... Gets towards the end, and where he, they really needed Demarcus Cousins, Demarcus Cousins get injured, out for the rest of the season. So now Anthony Davis is now playing by himself again, but he has pieces like Drew Holiday and Rondo with him. But the thing is, how on earth does Demarcus Cousins leave the best basically power forward and send them tandem? Or have you want to call it power forwarder and center group. Just to go play with the Warriors. Like, that's just heartbreaking. But I feel like all odds are against LeBron James and Anthony Davis this year. And I personally feel like Anthony Davis will win the MVP. And LeBron James will be the runner-up. Next, the rookie of the year. The GMs picked Donchick. Luka Doncic at 40%, Bagley at 17%, Carter at 17%, Aiden at 13%. I want to go ahead and predict this right here. Luka Doncic and Bagley and Aiden are definitely, definitely, you know, solidified in there. I don't know too much about this Carter kid. But what I want to throw in, what I want to do is take out Carter and I want to throw in Colin Sexton. I feel like Colin Sexton is finna have one of the best rookie seasons ever. And I say that due to the fact that the young bull has every tangible you need to win a game. If you don't believe me, just type in Colin Sexton, Alabama. Basically, his team was down to four players. And they still he was still in there balling out. That's what I'm saying. He has the towns, the intangibles or however you pronounce it. He has everything you you need in a player to win a game. I just need to see this on the NBA court. So I, I got Colin Saxton not just taking Chris Carter not Chris but taking Carter's spot. I got Colin Saxton winning the rookie of the year award. Now, uh, I want to see. I want to see. If y'all think I'm lying, y'all think I'm stupid, tell me. Tell me how y'all feel about that. Next, we have the team with the most promising rookies. Or not rookies, but the team with the young, promising rookie core, or young core, however you want to say it. First, we have Philly at 47. Next, we have me and my Celtics at 33. Next, we have the Bulls at 7s and the Sun at 7-2. Now, what I want to say is, Philly does not have a better promising team than the Boston Celtics. Yes, Joel Embiid is a very cold center. And yes, Ben Simmons can throw the rock like magic. But he cannot shoot. And yes, Markel, folks, is a playmaker, but he has a, I don't know, shot because I don't know if he can shoot either. Why are y'all putting that above basically a reincarnation of Kobe? A reincarnation of, I don't know what Jalen Brown is. He's just a monster. He gets better every year. Then you have Kyrie freaking Irvin, a uh, Gordon Hayward, a uh, Brad Stevens, and basically. To, to be honest, he he could potentially be up there with Coach Greg Popovich and one of the best coaches ever. I said it. Yes, I said it. Brad Stevens could be one of the best coaches ever, okay? Uh, I say that right now. And You mean to tell me the freaking Philadelphia 76ers have a promising, better promising team than the Celtics? Are you serious? Come on now. But that's just how I feel. And then Next, I feel like the Suns definitely should be above the 76ers. If you look at it, I know Aiden hasn't played a game. So in a certain sense, you can definitely say the 76ers are better than the Suns. But do you not know who Devin Booker is? Now, I could... Yeah, I'm talking out the side of my mouth. I feel like the only thing that should be switched is the Celtics and the affiliate of seventy 76ers. But, because we don't have enough footage on either the Suns nor the Bulls because, you know, last year they was injured and, you know what I'm saying, didn't have Zach Levine. And this year, they got Zach Levine, but marketing's out for six weeks and he's a big deal for that team too. So, you know what I'm saying... We had we don't have much with the Bulls. And it just blows my mind how people think the 76ers are better than the Celtics. Now, like I said, if you disagree with me, if you got something to say, chime in. Let your boy know. Give me your feedback. Hit me up on Snapchat at not Icy. Hit me up on Instagram at triple. I mean at I'm Triple D. And type in Three Ps, you know what I'm saying? It's triple everything. Triple, 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 you dig? (laughs) But without further ado, we're going to end it like that and jump straight into Keep Going. What's up, Nation? This right here is what I like to call Keep Going, where I give y'all some motivation to keep y'all going in y'all daily lives. You dig? So without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. Like I said last podcast, what this month's Keep Going will consist of is something to do with cancer. You know what I'm saying? Either fight cancer or from somebody who's either been through cancer or fought through cancer and is not still on this earth. So without further ado, we're going to get into it. And I just want to say... This insert is from the legendary, the man, the myth himself, the most impactful sports broadcaster that I know. His name is Stuart Scott. and May he rest in peace. I want to go ahead and get into it. Life consists of two dates and a dash in between. Make that dash count. Now, with that being said, we have a start. And we have a finish Now we know that start because we here on this earth Now we don't know that finish So That dash is our life And I don't know if you didn't understand that But you gotta make it count You know what I'm saying You gotta make it count It's not like you get two dashes Three dashes, four dashes It's only one dash So I just want to end this podcast Off like this right here I want to ask this question what are you doing with your dash that could make an impact not just in your life, but for this whole world? It's your boy, Triple D, 3D. And, you know, tell your brothers, your sisters, your cousins, and all your homeboys about this podcast, you dig? Because we're not trying to stay local. What's Up Nation It's trying to go global. With that being said, your boy is out. Next, we're just going to dive straight into it like we usually do. We call this segment, You Think So, where I just give you all a bold prediction of what could happen in the NFL and NBA in weeks to come. So without further ado, let's get to it. So on Thursday at 820, we have the Colts going up against the Patriots. And unfortunately, I got the Colts taking a huge L, something like the Dolphins. Actually, the same score. I got the Patriots coming out on top, seven thirty-eight. Next, we have the Titans playing on Sunday at one versus the Bills, and unfortunately, the Titans beat the Eagles. So I have faith in the Titans that they can beat the Bills. I got the Titans beating the Bills. I say forty-eight to three. Next, we have the Giants versus the Panthers. Oh my gosh! I would be dumb not to say the Panthers come out on top, demolishing the freaking Giants like the Saints did, 33 to 18. (laughs) And no, I'm not just taking the scores, it's just what I think could happen. Next we have the Dolphins versus the Bengals. And may I say this? I got the Bengals coming out on top, 24-7. 24-7. to I know it's some low-scoring games, but that's just how I see it. Next, we have the Ravens versus the Browns. And y'all, I'm going to say the Browns beat the Ravens, but it's going to be a close one. Listen to the score. 21-24. Browns come out on top. Win by a field goal. College you here. Baker Mayfield is happy. Next, we have Green Bay versus the Lions. And I got some kind of bubbly feeling in my gut that the Lions will come out on top. And i say 7-13. Like I said, the Lions beat the Green Bay Packers. But, you know what I'm saying, this is a prediction. There's no telling what could happen. Next, we have the Jags going up against the Chiefs. Y'all... I want to go ahead and say this and let this be known. I say that. mm, uh, Unfortunately, I don't know. I'm going to have to say this game ends in a tie. They are probably like, what the heck? I I got this game ended in a tie 24-24. Um, unfortunately, the reason why I say that is because um, we seen how the Jags play without an offense. And there's no Leonard Fournette this next upcoming week. So, he doesn't have much weapons. And him being Blake Bortles, I'm going to have to give it to the tie. Because the same thing... But not on offense, on defense. On defense, they're missing some key players like Eric Berry, but the defense is also trash. Orlando Scandrick is on that team. <laughs> Just wanted to let that be pointed out. But their defense, the Kansas City Chiefs' defense, is trash. That's why I got it coming out in the tie 24 24. Because. Don't get me wrong, Pat Mahomes is going to score, and he's going to do what he's been doing. It's going to be a lot harder with Jalen Ramsey, probably making sure he watches Tyreek Hill. And I'm saying, I don't think Blake Bortles has that in him to, you know, actually take the Jags over the hump. So I say it's going to be a tie game. Mark my words, you heard it here. 24-24, Jags and Chiefs next next week. And then we have the Denver Broncos going up against the Jets, and I would be dumb to say Von Miller does not come out on top with this one. I give the Broncos a dub, and I'm going to say 32 to freaking 14. Like I said, the Broncos come out on top. Next, we have the Falcons versus the Steelers. Both teams coming off of L in week four. Four, so I'm going to say for some odd reason I see Calvin Ridley turning up this upcoming week. So I'm going to say Falcons beat the Steelers in a high power game. 42 to 37. That's what I got going on. The Falcons beat the Steelers next on at four o'clock on sunday we have the raiders versus the chargers unfortunately i have the raiders not being a big difference because the chargers on offense have amazing weapons and on defense they have darren james so with that being said i have the raiders only scoring three to the chargers 24 Next at 4:25, we have the Vikings versus the Eagles, and unfortunately, I keep the freaking Eagles losing streak going. And Kirk comes, in, Kirk Cousins comes in and do something he never has done, and that's beat Philly in a regular season game. Cause the Lord knows he never helped us out and beat Philly. So hopefully, he can beat them. And actually, I have them, the Vikings beating the Eagles. In the close game, 21-23, like I said, Vikings come out on top because the Eagles are showing me their trash. <laughs> Next, we have the Cardinals versus the 49ers. And, y'all, this game's so trash. To be honest, I don't care about who wins. I'm going to say this game definitely gets a tie. You know what I'm saying? They're really both trash, and they're in the running for first and second picks. So, you know, to each his own, I got the Cardinals and the 49ers tying. <laughs> Next, we have the Rams versus the Seahawks. And unfortunately, the Seahawks losing their best player, and that being Earl Thomas. They stand no chance, y'all. They stand no chance against the Rams. So I am going to say the Rams come out on top. And I only have the Seahawks scoring three points to the Rams' 32. Next we have the Cowboys versus the Texans. And unfortunately, this game is played at 8:20 on Sunday. With that being said, I have the Texans whooping up on the Cowboys. You want to know why I say that? Because Deshaun Watson are coming off this great dub. He won't be trying to run the ball outside the pocket and getting taking so many sacks this next game. He's going to stay in the pocket and make plays to DeAndre Hopkins faithfully so my fantasy points can go up and skyrocket out of the building. And I got the... Freaking Texas beating the Cowgirls in another close game, 21-24. Next, we have the best game of the week. The Redskins versus the freaking Saints on Sunday night at I mean, not Sunday, Monday night at 8.20 or 8.15, my fault. And I want to go ahead and say it's a close one. Taking the overtime, but guess what? The Redskins come out on top, 24-27. Yeah, I said overtime game because we're going to keep it low. We're not going to let them score. That's just how it's going to go. So I got the Saints losing to the Redskins to a very low overtime game, 24-27. And, y'all, without further ado... We're going to jump straight into the NBA side of you, think so. And we're going to come up with some, some topics like this right here. Is it possible that next year around this time we could be seeing Kevin Durant leave the Warriors and playing in an orange and blue jersey, a.k.a. the Knicks jersey? Is that possible? Now, there's some people saying that you know what I'm saying? Like LeBron did with the Lakers, he could go to a well-known organization, which he could be. I mean, he being KD could go to a well-known organization like the Knicks and and make them one of those teams that, you know what I'm saying, could be over the hump and be a super team, to be honest. Now, me personally, I I would be down for that. I, I would be down to see him leave Golden State because, I mean, he's he's made it pretty clear that he won't be winning no rewards due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, everybody knows his team is overrated. So, I wouldn't mind seeing KD with the Knicks, but this Kyrie going to the Knicks if KD goes to the Knicks? It's not happening because he's going to be recovering off his first ring with the Boston Celtics. But next, we're going to keep it pushing to this next person. Is Derek MVP season Rose back? Cause for the past couple of years he's been looking injured. You know what I'm saying? Can't do what he used to do. But I mean, from these little clips of what I have seen, what he'd been doing in the preseason, he, he 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 might be he might be back. I never really been a big fan of Derek Rose due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, after his injury he had a chance to prove it, and he proved that he was injured. Point blank, simple. So, maybe this is Derrick Rose' repeat of his MVP season. And if that is the deal, I'll be down to jump on the bandwagon because I watched his MVP highlights of the year when he went MVP, and I, I see the hype. But knowing Derrick Rose, I just I see the injured hype you know what I'm saying, that he'll be hyped up. But, uh, like, some games he'll be hyped up, then some games he'll show the injured side of him. So, let's just see. I I probably said this last, you know, last year, this time, but let's just see if Derrick Rose is going to be on that comeback. And it is. his 11th season, so he, he's a seasoned vet, you dig? Next, we're going to jump into this right here. The best players in the position. Now, if y'all don't know, um Lisa Report released, you know, basically some some info of what the GM survey would, you know, was, you know, if you don't know what that is, the GM surveys basically where a lot of GMs of the NBA teams they get together and they pick players that they, you know, See that could either be MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, you know what I'm saying, the most hardest, or I mean, the most hard workers, the toughest and all that type deal. And, you know what I'm saying, so these next few topics I'm going to be talking about have, you know, arise from this list. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. It was a section in the survey where they came up with the best player at every position. Now, they have the best point guard being Stephen Curry, which, I mean, you can't really argue with that. He he is the best point guard as of right now. The best shooting guard they have, James Harden, the MVP winner. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, he should be the best shooting guard in his position right now. You know what I'm saying? Next, we have... In small Ford it's not Katie. It is not KD. Remember that, y'all. It's not KD. It's LeBron James, which should be respected and well-known. Now, this next one, these next two positions have been declared to one person. And this one person is the reason why I'm a Pelicans fan. Point blank, simple. And his name is Anthony Davis. He is so good that basically they declared him the best power forward in the league and the best center in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. How can you have a player that can play play both positions and still be declared the best at both positions? That's just amazing. That's why Anthony Davis would be – my favorite basketball player in the league right now. That's why I am a Pelicans part-time fan, you dig? I'm a full-time Celtics fan. I'm a full-time JT Young Green Mamba believer. If you don't know, if you don't know what I'm saying, I'm saying that basically Jason Tatum will be the next Kobe Bryant, but in a whole different way. In such a nastier way. But that's all I'm going to say right there. Next, we're going to jump into who the gems picked that could potentially win the MVP race this year. we will start it off with LeBron James with 30%. We're going to push it down to Kevin Durant to 20%. We're going to push it to the GOAT himself, Anthony Davis. At 17 percent, and they had Harden at 10 percent. Now, when you look at that, you you weigh out the percentages. Y- yeah, I could definitely see LeBron winning MVP this year because he's with a new team, and you know I'm saying he, he the challenge is there. Let's see if he can get it past the challenge. Is basically what everybody's saying. But I feel a some type of way about. Anthony Davis being under Durant. I personally feel, and remember, the season hasn't started. So, I'm going to go ahead and take this bold prediction and say this right here. I think this year might, no, it's not no might. This year, Anthony Davis will win the MVP race. And I'm not saying that because I've been hyping up the Pelicans. I'm saying that because he's been through a lot First of all, the Pelicans were trash without him. Second of all, he got him some help last season. Then the season gets towards the end, and where he, they really needed Demarcus Cousins, Demarcus Cousins get injured out for the rest of the season. So now Anthony Davis is now playing by himself again, but he has pieces like Drew Holiday and Rondo with him. But the thing is, how on earth does Demarcus Cousins leave the best, basically, power forward and center tandem, or have you want to call it, power forward and center group, just to go play with the Warriors? Like, that's just heartbreaking. But I feel like all odds are against LeBron James and Anthony Davis this year. And I personally feel like Anthony Davis will win the MVP and LeBron James will be the runner-up. Next, the rookie of the year, the DMs picked Doncic, Luka Doncic at 40%, Bagley at 17%, Carter at 17%, Aiden at 13%. I want to go ahead and predict this right here. Luka Doncic and Bagley and Aiden are definitely... Definitely, you know, solidified in there. I don't know too much about this Carter kid, but what I wanna throw in, what I wanna do is take out Carter and I wanna throw in Colin Sexton. I feel like Colin Sexton is finna have one of the best rookie seasons ever. And I say that due to the fact that the young bull has every tangible you need to win a game. If you don't believe me, just type in Colin Saxton, Alabama. Basically, his team was down to four players, and they still—he was still in there balling out. That's what I'm saying. He has the towns, the intangibles, or however you pronounce it. He has everything you you need in a player to win a game. I just need to see this on the NBA court. So, I, I got Colin Saxon not just taking Chris Carter, not Chris, but taking Carter's spot. I got Colin Saxton winning the rookie of the year award. Now, uh, I want to see. I want to see. If y'all think I'm lying, y'all think I'm stupid, tell me. Tell me how y'all feel about that. Next, we have the team with the most promising rookies, or not rookies, but the team with the young, promising rookie core, or young core, however you want to say it. First, we have Philly at 47. Next, we have me and my Celtics at 33. Next, we have the Bulls at 7s and the Sun at 7-2. Now, what I want to say is Philly does not have a better promising team than the Boston Celtics. Yes, Joel Embiid is a very cold center. And yes, Ben Simmons can throw the rock like magic, but he cannot shoot. Yes, Markel, folks, is a playmaker, but he has a, I don't know, shot, because I don't know if he can shoot either. Why are y'all putting that above, basically, a reincarnation of Kobe, a reincarnation of, I don't know what Jalen Brown is. He's just a monster. He gets better every year. Then you have Kyrie freaking Irvin, uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, Brad Stevens and basically, t- t- to be honest, he, he could potentially be up there with Coach Greg Popovich and one of the best coaches ever. I said it. Yes, I said it. Brad Stevens could be one of the best coaches ever. Okay? Uh, I say that right now. And You mean to tell me the freaking Philadelphia 76ers have a promising, better promising team than the Celtics? Are you serious? Come on now. But that's just how I feel. And then next, I feel like the Suns definitely should be above the 76ers. If you look at it, I know Aiden hasn't played a game. So in a certain sense, you can definitely say the 76ers are better than the Suns. But do you not know who Devin Booker is? Now I could yeah, I'm talking out the side of my mouth. I feel like the only thing that should be switched is the Celtics and affiliate Philadelphia 76ers. But cause we don't have enough footage on either the Suns nor the Bulls, cause you know, last year they was injured and you know what I'm saying, didn't have Zach Levine. And this year they got Zach Levine, but marketing's out for six weeks and he's a big deal for that team too. So, you know what I'm saying we have, we don't have much with the Bulls. And it just blows my mind how people think the 76ers are better than the Celtics. Now, like I said, if you disagree with me, if you got something to say, chime in. Let your boy know. Give me your feedback. Hit me up on Snapchat at not Icy. Hit me up on Instagram at triple I mean at I'm Triple D. And type in. Three Ps, You know what I'm saying? It's triple everything. Triple, 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 you dig? <laughs> but without further ado, we're going to end it like that and jump straight into Keep Going. <music> Next, we're just going to jump straight into it like we usually do. We call this segment, You Think So, where I just give y'all a bold prediction of what could happen in the NFL and NBA in the weeks to come. So without further ado, let's get to it. So on Thursday at 820, we have the Colts going up against the Patriots. And unfortunately, I got the Colts taking a huge L, something like the Dolphins, actually the same score. I got the Patriots coming out on top, 738. Next, we have the Titans playing on Sunday at 1 versus the Bills. And, unfortunately, the Titans beat the Eagles. So, I have faith in the Titans that they can beat the Bills. I got the Titans beating the Bills, I'd say, 48-3. to 3. <laughs> Next, we have the Giants versus the Panthers. Oh, my gosh. I would be dumb not to say the Panthers come out on top Demolishing the freaking Giants like the Saints did, 33-18. to 18. <laughs> And no, I'm not just taking the score. It's just what I think could happen. Next we have the Dolphins versus the Bengals. And may I say this? I got the Bengals coming out on top, 24-7. to 7. I know it's some low-scoring games, but that's just how I see it. Next, we have the Ravens versus the Browns. And y'all, I'ma say the Browns beat the Ravens. But it's gonna be a close one. Listen to the score. 21-24. Browns come out on top. Win by Field go. Called you here. Baker Mayfield is happy. Next, we have Green Bay versus the Lions. And I got some kind of bubbly feeling in my gut that the Lions will come out on top, and i say 7-13. Like I said, the Lions beat the Green Bay Packers, but you know what I'm saying? This is a prediction. There's no telling what could happen. Next, we have the Jags going up against the Chiefs. Y'all, I want to go ahead and say this and let this be known. I say that, ah, mm, uh, unfortunately, I don't know, I'm gonna have to say, this game ends in a tie, they are probably like, what the heck, I, I got this game ended in a tie, 24-24, um, unfortunately, the reason why I say that is because um, we seen how the Jags play without an offense, and there's no Leonard Fournette this next upcoming week. So he doesn't have much weapons, and him being Blake Bortles, I'm going to have to give it to the tie because the same thing, but not on offense, on defense. On defense, they're missing some key players like Eric Berry, but the defense is also trash. Orlando Skandrick is on that team. <laughs> Just wanted to let that be pointed out. But their defense, the Kansas City Chiefs' defense, is trash. That's why I got it coming out in the tie 24 24. Because. Don't get me wrong, Pat Mahomes is going to score, and he's going to do what he's been doing. It's going to be a lot harder with Jalen Ramsey, probably making sure he watches Tyreek Hill. And I'm saying, I don't think Blake Bortles has that in him to, you know, actually take the Jags over the hump. So I say it's going to be a tie game. Mark my words, you heard it here. 24-24, Jags and Chiefs next next week. And then we have the Denver Broncos going up against the Jets, and I would be dumb to say Von Miller does not come out on top with this one. I give the Broncos a dub, and I'm going to say 32 to freaking 14. Like I said, the Broncos come out on top. Next, we have the Falcons versus the Steelers. Both teams coming off of L in week so I'm going to say for some odd reason I see Calvin Ridley turning up this upcoming week. So I'm going to say Falcons beat the Steelers in a high power game. 42 to 37. That's what I got going on. The Falcons beat the Steelers. Next on at four o'clock on Sunday, we have the Raiders versus the Chargers. Unfortunately, I have the Raiders not being a big difference because the Chargers on offense have amazing weapons, and on defense they have Darren James. So with that being said, I have the Raiders only scoring three to the Chargers 24. Next at 4:25, we have the Vikings versus the Eagles, and unfortunately, I keep the freaking Eagles losing streak going. And Kirk comes, in, Kirk Cousins come in and do something he never has done, and that's beat Philly in a regular season game. Cause the Lord knows he never helped us out and beat Philly. So hopefully, he can beat them. And actually, I have them, the Vikings beating the Eagles. In the close game, 21-23, like I said, Vikings come out on top because the Eagles are showing me their trash. <laughs> Next, we have the Cardinals versus the 49ers. And, y'all, this game's so trash. To be honest, I don't care about who wins. I'm going to say this game definitely gets a tie. You know what I'm saying? They're really both trash, and they're in the running for first and second picks. So, you know, to each his own, I got the Cardinals and the 49ers tying. <laughs> Next, we have the Rams versus the Seahawks, and unfortunately, the Seahawks losing their best player, and that being Earl Thomas. They stand no chance, y'all. They stand no chance against the Rams. So I am going to say the Rams come out on top, and I only have the Seahawks scoring three points to the Rams' 32. Next we have the Cowboys versus the Texans. And unfortunately, this game is played at 820 on Sunday. With that being said, I have the Texans whooping up on the Cowboys. You want to know why I say that? Because Deshaun Watson are coming off this great dub. He won't be trying to run the ball outside the pocket and getting taking so many sacks this next game. He's going to stay in the pocket and make plays to DeAndre Hopkins faithfully so my fantasy points can go up and skyrocket out of the building. And I got the freaking Texas beating the Cowgirls in another close game, 21-24. Next, we have the best game of the week. The Redskins versus the freaking Saints on Sunday night at I mean, not Sunday, Monday night at 8.20 or 8.15, my fault. And I want to go ahead and say it's a close one. Taking the overtime. But guess what? The Redskins come out on top 24-27. Yeah, I said overtime game because we're going to keep it low. and We're not going to let them score. That's just how it's going to go. So I got the Saints losing to the Redskins to a very low overtime game, 24-27. And, y'all, without further ado, we're going to jump straight into the NBA side of you, think so? And we're going to come out with some, some topics like this right here. Is it possible... That next year around this time, we could be seeing Kevin Durant leave the Warriors and playing in an orange and blue jersey, a.k.a. the Knicks jersey. Is that possible? Now, there's some people saying that, you know what I'm saying, like LeBron did with the Lakers, he could go to a well-known organization, which he could be, I mean, he being... KD could go to a well-known organization like the Knicks and and make them one of those teams that, you know what I'm saying, could be over the hump and be a super team, to be honest. Now, me personally, I I would be down for that. I, I would be down to see him leave Golden State because, I mean, he's, he's made it pretty clear that he won't be winning no rewards due to the fact that, you know what I'm saying, everybody knows his team is overrated. So I wouldn't mind seeing KD with the Knicks, but this Kyrie going to the Knicks if KD goes to the Knicks? It's not happening because he's going to be recovering off his first ring with the Boston Celtics. But next, we're going to keep it pushing to this next person. Is Derek MVP season rose back? Because for the past couple of years, he's been looking injured. You know what I'm saying? Can't do what he used to do. But I mean, from these little clips of what I've seen, what he'd been doing in the preseason, he he he, he might be he might be back. I never really been a big fan of Derrick Rose due to the fact that you know what I'm saying after his injury, he had a chance to prove it and he proved that he was injured, point blank, simple. So maybe this is Derrick Rose. Repeat of his MVP season. if that is the deal, I'll be down to jump on the bandwagon because I watched his MVP highlights the year when he went MVP, and I I see the hype, but knowing Derrick Rose, I just, I see the injured hype. You know what I'm saying? That he'll be hyped up, but uh, like some games he'll be hyped up, then some games he'll show the injured side of him. So let's just see. I, I probably said this last, you know, last year this time, but let's just see if Derrick Rose is going to be on that comeback. And it is his 11th season, so he he's a seasoned vet. You dig? Next, we're gonna jump into this right here: the best players in the position. Now, if y'all don't know, Bleacher um, Report released, you know, basically some some info of what the GM survey would, you know, was, you know, if you don't know what that is, the GM survey is basically where a lot of GMs of the NBA teams, they get together and they pick players that they, you know, see that could either be MVP, you know, defensive player of the year, you know what I'm saying, the most hardest, or I mean, most hard workers, the toughest and all that type deal. And, you know what I'm saying? So, these next few topics I'm going to be talking about have, you know, arise from this list. So, without further ado, we're just going to jump into it. It was a section in the survey where they came up with the best player at every position. Now, they have the best point guard being Stephen Curry, which, I mean, you can't really argue with that. He He is the best point guard as of right now. The best shooting guard they have, James Harden, the MVP winner. So, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, he should be the best shooting guard in his position right now. You know what I'm saying? Next we have, in small forward. it's not Katie. It is not Katie. Remember that, y'all. It's not Katie. It's LeBron James, which should be respected and well-known. Now, this next one, these next two positions have been declared to one person. And this one person is the reason why I'm a Pelicans fan, point blank simple. And his name is Anthony Davis. He is so good that basically they declared him the best power forward in the league and the best center in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. How can you have a player that can play that can play both positions and still be declared the best at both positions that's just amazing that's why Anthony Davis would be my favorite basketball player in the league right now that's why I am a Pelicans part-time fan you dig i'm a full-time Celtics fan i'm a full-time J.T. Young green mamba believer if you don't know if you don't know what i'm saying i'm saying that basically jason tatum will be the next kobe bryant but in a whole different way in such a nastier way but that's all i'm gonna say right there next we're gonna jump into who the gems picked that could potentially win the MVP race this year we're we'll going to start it off with LeBron James with 30%. We're going to push it down to Kevin Durant to 20%. We're going to push it to the GOAT himself, Anthony Davis, at 17%, and they had Harden at 10%. Now, when you look at that, you, you weigh out the percentages. Yeah, I could definitely see LeBron winning MVP this year because he's with a new team, and... I'm saying he he, the challenge is there. Let's see if he can get it past the challenge. Is basically what everybody's saying. But I feel a some type of way about Anthony Davis being under Durant. I personally feel, and remember the season hasn't started, so I'm gonna go ahead and take this bold prediction and say this right here. I think. This year, Mike... No, it's not no Mike. This year, Anthony Davis will win the MVP race. And I'm not saying that because I've been hyping up the Pelicans. I'm saying that because he's been through a lot. First of all, the Pelicans were trash without him. Second of all, he got him some help last season. Then the season... Gets towards the end, and where they really needed Demarcus Cousins, Demarcus Cousins get injured, out for the rest of the season. So now Anthony Davis is now playing by himself again, but he has pieces like Drew Holiday and Rondo with him. But the thing is, how on earth does Demarcus Cousins leave the best basically power forward and send them tandem? or have you want to call it, power forwarder and center group. Just to go play with the Warriors. Like, that's just heartbreaking. But I feel like all odds are against LeBron James and Anthony Davis this year. And I personally feel like Anthony Davis will win the MVP. And LeBron James will be the runner-up. Next, the rookie of the year, the GMs picked Donchick. Luka Doncic at 40%, Bagley at 17%, Carter at 17%, Aiden at 13%. I want to go ahead and predict this right here. Luka Doncic and Bagley and Aiden are definitely, definitely, you know, solidified in there. I don't know too much about this Carter kid. But what I want to throw in, what I want to do is take out Carter and I want to throw in Colin Sexton. I feel like Colin Sexton is finna have one of the best rookie seasons ever. And I say that due to the fact that the young bull has every tangible you need to win a game. If you don't believe me, just type in Colin Sexton, Alabama. Basically, his team was down to four players. And they still, he was still in there balling out. That's what I'm saying. He has the towns, the intangibles, or however you pronounce it. He has everything you you need in a player to win a game. I just need to see this on the NBA court. So I, I got Colin Saxton not just taking Chris Carter, not Chris, but taking Carter's spot. I got Colin Saxton winning the rookie of the year award. Now, uh, I want to see. I want to see. If y'all think I'm lying, y'all think I'm stupid, tell me. Tell me how y'all feel about that. Next, we have the team with the most promising rookies. Or not rookies, but the team with the young, promising rookie core, or young core, however you want to say it. First, we have Philly at 47. Next, we have me and my Celtics at 33. Next, we have the Bulls at sevens and the Sun at seven, two. Now, what I want to say is Philly does not have a better promising team than the Boston Celtics. Yes, Joel Embiid is a very cold center. And yes, Ben Simmons can throw the rock like magic. But he cannot shoot. And yes, Markel folks is a playmaker. But he has a, I don't know, shot because I don't know if he can shoot either. Why are y'all putting that above basically a reincarnation of Kobe? A reincarnation of, I don't know what Jalen Brown is. He's just a monster. He gets better every year. Then you have Kyrie freaking Irvin, a uh, Gordon Hayward, a uh, Brad Stevens, and basically. To to be honest, he he could potentially be up there with Coach Greg Popovich and one of the best coaches ever. I said it. Yes, I said it. Brad Stevens could be one of the best coaches ever, okay? I say that right now. and You mean to tell me the freaking Philadelphia 76ers have a promising, better promising team than the Celtics? Are you serious? Come on now. But that's just how I feel. And then... Next, I feel like the Suns definitely should be above the 76ers. If you look at it, I know Aiden hasn't played a game. So in a certain sense, you can definitely say the 76ers are better than the Suns. But do you not know who Devin Booker is? Now, I could... Yeah, I'm talking out the side of my mouth. I feel like the only thing that should be switched is the Celtics and the affiliate of the 76ers. But, because we don't have enough footage on either the Suns nor the Bulls because, you know, last year they was injured and, you know what I'm saying, didn't have Zach Levine. And this year they got Zach Levine, but marketing's out for six weeks and he's a big deal for that team too. So, you know what I'm saying, we had we don't have much with the Bulls. And it just blows my mind how people think the 76ers are better than the Celtics. Now, like I said, if you disagree with me, if you got something to say, chime in. Let your boy know. Give me your feedback. Hit me up on Snapchat at not Icy. Hit me up on Instagram at triple. I mean at I'm Triple D. And type in Three Ps, you know what I'm saying? It's triple everything. Triple, 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 you dig? (laughs) But without further ado, we're going to end it like that and jump straight into Keep Going.